Jack Sherry on 2FM. It is time for us to catch up on the week's news as we do every week with Aoife Grace Moore. Hello, Aoife. Good morning. How are you? I'm sorry. I did the Aoife Grace Moore thing again. <laughs> it's living online, you know. It's, it's, it's just, you're too young to Twitter. That's what it is. <laughs> oh, God. Honestly, this week I could have done with like deleting my Twitter. It was oh, a toxic cesspit, wasn't it? Really bad week for everyone. Very bad. Um, but let's talk about COVID. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> let's talk about COVID. <laughs> ah, yay. <laughs> I actually feel like I'm, you know, the bearer of bad news every week because I'm just saying the same thing every week. I feel like this is what the T-shirt must feel like. Just like, mm. just hold on, you know, the vaccines are coming. Yeah. Yeah. So this week, I can't even say it's any different from last week, to be honest. Yeah. The cases are still over 600. We're at 646 last night. Deaths are still really worryingly high. Um, and basically the Taoiseach has said, you know, they're starting to see slippage, which is quite worrying. I think people are getting a bit fed up now, you know, the weather's yeah. getting better. And because the new variant is so, so, um, what's the word? Like, it's so easy to catch now. Like, someone said to me that the way it works with the B117 variant is before, with normal COVID, you could be in a house and you may not infect another person you might be lucky enough mm. but but with the b117 that's just not possible if you're in a room or in a house with someone it is so much more you're likely that people it, yeah. give it to the other person yeah so they're saying that because of the b117 variant is so prevalent in the community now that that's why they're staying so stubbornly high so obviously they've asked people like please hold on you know even though the weather's getting better like just the restrictions might lift if we just all kind of go by the rules. I know I say this every week. It's just very hard. I think, I think there definitely is a fatigue set in now. Like it's been so long and people have sacrificed so much. And I think there's just a sense of it never ending. And I think in the context of watching Northern Ireland and the UK making very definite progress, it's very Mm -hmm. hard to feel optimistic or hopeful and if you don't feel optimistic or hopeful that the end is in sight then kind of I think the attitude is sure why would I bother Um, and even though like you don't feel like you're getting anything yeah even though obviously you know the right thing to do is is to do everything you can to keep people safe I can understand now I feel like more than I could previously why people are being um, more lax, shall we say, within the guidelines. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is hard because we won't progress unless people yeah, this is do like, the right thing. It's, it's, it's crap being in your house 24-7. Like, I was just thinking, they were talking about, you know, it's under review that they might loosen the 5K, which would be really important to me because I don't live near any of my friends. So mm-hmm. I haven't even been able to like go for a walk with someone or like go for a coffee. Mm. But like, if people don't abide by the rules, we're going to be stuck in this for a really really long time yeah. so even the notion of like oh if I break it today like it's not that big a deal well if you get COVID and you give it to someone else and the numbers keep going up and if everyone does that we're going to be stuck in this day like September yeah oh Aoife god so. <laughs> like honestly I can't let's not go there um so okay so things are not great there and we just I mean we just all have to do the right thing as hard as it is and as sick of it as we are um you know I think yeah, like I, I hear anecdotally a lot of, oh, uh, they're in my bubble, they're in my bubble, they're in my bubble. Like yeah. you can't have three different families thing. in a bubble. That 
that doesn't yeah. work, you know. Mm-hmm. And if one person lives in a house with pe- three people who, you know, have their own lives and they are only going to visit their family, that's not them only going to visit their family. That's basically them bringing along, you know, their housemates mm-hmm. because they all live together. So I just we just have to just stay apart as hard as it yeah. is that is the reality of it I think looking for loopholes at this stage in the game is just really unwise and a bit selfish like everyone wants out and you know I think everyone thinks that maybe well what about this and I'm sure this isn't that bad like it's really not the way to go about it at this stage in the game like yeah. we're so close to getting people vaccinated that we just need to like stick with it for a bit longer it is so hard though I don't want to pretend like it's not it is so it. hard I for one I'm so sick of it um, and I'm sure you are too I know you had your 30th birthday this week in the middle of all of this so happy birthday thanks for announcing that on National Radio you're welcome <laughs> it's a good age Aoife you know I'm 30 now people yeah a lot of people said to me they actually they thought 30 was a good age so I loved 30 40. I'm not that funny yeah. about getting older um, sure why would you be look at all you're achieving you're doing great um, but yes. it's funny because you, didn't you spend your 29th birthday in Washington yes so it was the COVID anniversary um, the 12th of March uh, we were in Washington I was with uh, the then Tishik Leo Edgar when he made that speech saying that he was going to close the schools it was 5 o'clock in the morning in Washington I actually remember getting under the taxi to go there and I must have had the only taxi man in Washington who did not know where the White House was. <laughs> no I way. Don't know, I don't know if it was my accent and a, a bit of a language barrier, but he drove right past it and it was only when I saw it disappearing in the distance behind me, I was like, ah, mucker, you're not going the right way. <laughs> um, but yeah, isn't it funny to think that at the time, you know, we really thought it was going to be... I mean, I really I know, thought like, it was going to be a few weeks. Had, when we closed the schools, I actually look back, we had 27 cases when we closed the schools. Mm. And Leo Varagher said during the week he thought it was only going to be a couple of weeks. And I think we all kind of thought that. I don't even remember. I was so tired that day. I don't even remember what I thought at the time. I remember mm. thinking if they're closing the schools, it must be bad because I couldn't remember any widespread closing of schools ever before. Yeah, I was in total denial. I remember my husband kept saying to me, no, there's no way, like, this is going to be for a long time. Like, we're going to, this is going to be months. And I was like, don't say that to me. I don't want to think about that. You must and be really smart because everyone I talked to was like, yeah, it'll be fine, a couple of weeks and then we'll be out of it. Smart and annoying. Um, <laughs> okay, so anyway, look, sure, I think people are sick of looking back in many ways, so we'll move mm-hmm. on. Um, what's going on in America? They're doing pretty well, it seems like, in terms of vaccinations. It- Joe Biden, Scranton Joe, just getting the work done. So <laughs> Joe Biden has basically set this goal um, for the 4th of July, which is obviously Independence Day, that he wants basically people to be able to meet um, together. They want to celebrate like their freedom from the virus. But basically, he is saying that he wants the states to make all, el- all adults eligible uh, for a vaccine by the 1st of May. Now, that does not mean that you will have a shot in your arm by the 1st of May, but you will be on some kind of list, some mm. kind of roster you can that you could book your vaccine for. Basically, it's way earlier than they expected. He wanted, you know, by 100 million doses by his first 100 days. That's already been exceeded. He reckons he'll get it on his 60th day. Mm. And he basically said to them, a lot of what we hear to hear too, but basically he said, we, this does not mean that you go out now, you take off your mask and you run around basically licking people. You just said, you know, we need to hold firm, you need to abide by the restrictions and we will get everyone over 18 vaccinated. 
by the summer, uh, the fourth of July. So that is the hope. Um, they have they don't have the su- yeah they don't have the supply problems that we have because they're the ones making them, aren't they? Really? Yeah, they are sitting on a lot of AstraZeneca. This came out during the week, but basically they have a lot of AstraZeneca sitting in factories in America. They also have not approved AstraZeneca yet. So basically, people are saying, "Well, could you not just give it to us? We know the supply issues in Europe, and as so far, there's been no chat of it." However. The Taoiseach Michael Martin gets a Zoom with the president next week because of St. Patrick's Day. And a lot of people are saying, please, please, please ask Joe Biden, can we have some vaccines? Because Ireland and America are great friends. And, and Joe Biden is, is Irish. For favors. This is us. But we'll just really lay in. What we could do is get the Taoiseach to wear like a male jersey on the Zoom. Yes. And be like, <laughs> and be like look, we're all friends here. Yes. Please give us some vaccines. Get the Mayo cousins on the phone. <laughs> We need Joe those Lewis, vaccines. That's his name. The plumber man. Get him <laughs> on the Zoom and be like, listen, we need some vaccines. We need some vaccines, please. I mean, honestly, at this stage, I would, like anything is possible. Um, okay, <laughs> uh, let's move on. I mentioned this a little bit in the introduction to the show, but um, obviously there's the absolutely horrendous story of the tragic death of Sarah Everard in London this week. Um, tell us about yeah. where that inquiry is now. Okay, so this changed actually just this morning. I was watching the BBC before I came on. Um, they have arrested a 48-year-old Met police officer called Wayne Cousins. He um, has been charged with her kidnap and murder. They found uh, Sarah Everard's body yesterday in some woodland in Kent. She went missing during the week, um, walking home from her friend's house at around 9 o'clock. I'm sure everyone's seen the CCTV. Walking home from her friend's house at 9pm. Perfectly reasonable thing to do. Oh, well, according to social media, it's all her own fault. Oh, I know. Um, anyway. But uh, anyway, as everyone has seen on social media and on the news, it has sparked, you know, massive uh, outrage uh, everywhere. It's basically gone global. And women uh, across Ireland uh, and the UK have been sharing their stories about, you know, things that have happened to them, you know, being followed home, like all these things. And we know it's like women, Louise, you'll know this, but it's so common um, to be followed, to be made to feel uncomfortable, to be attacked. Like every woman has their own story. Yeah. And a lot of people have been sharing them this week. And it has basically sparked this wider campaign um, in the UK and Ireland of, okay, what are we going to do about this? Because it is so common and we're not doing anything about it. There was supposed to be a socially distanced vigil for Sarah Everard um, in Clapham where she went missing. That changed this morning actually. They're not going to do it because basically the Met Police said, listen, COVID-19 guidelines can't, even if it's socially distant, we can't have a load of people, you know, turning up mm. and um, because it's just, you know, the risk is too much. So it's going to be online now and they've also asked people to put a candle in their windows. Mm. But it's basically sparked a wider conversation as these things usually do about what we're going to do about violence against women. And as everyone's seen, it's caused massive amounts of debate um, online and on the news. But I think, like like everything else when it comes to women's issues, the worst possible thing has to happen mm-hmm. before people decide that something needs to be done. I find it it's incredibly um, disappointing and enraging, but at least hopefully something is done. But yeah. what that is... I don't know what it'll be. It's just, it's hard to believe that something will be done because I feel like we have been screaming into the void about this now for years and years and years. And mm. I hope that this will be a turning point, but I 
don't feel overly optimistic, to be honest. This is a cult, yeah. like a cultural and societal problem that needs to be dealt with from a, a, a holistic perspective. Like it, it, it's in the way that young men are socialized. It's in what they consume online. It's in the way that they're taught to interact with women from childhood and girls from childhood. Totally. Like it's a huge undertaking to solve this, but something has to be done. Okay. Um, now tell me about uh, Mary McAleese. She apparently made Pope John Paul II apologize for sexism. And I feel like that's something, a nice note to finish on. Yeah, I mean, Northern woman can do anything, Louise. <laughs> I believe Former that. President Mary McAleese. It's actually depressing that this even happened because it literally was the Pope. But anyway, uh, Mary McAleese was doing a Zoom uh, for Women's Day and said when she first met Pope John Paul, who was who's often cited as you know the nice Pope, but Pope John Paul, that when he met Mary McAleese, President McAleese, and her husband, Martin, uh, the Pope said, put his hand out to shake his hand, Martin's hand first and said uh, something along the lines of Martin, wouldn't you rather be the president rather than being married to the president? <sighs> you <laughs> the can Pope. be the president of your country and this will still happen to you. It will happen to you from the Pope. From the Pope. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Mary McAleese, obviously not having this, said uh, it's not unusual, un- unusual, you know, for women to be leaders and the people of Ireland elected me. So the Pope apologised and he kind of said all the, like, the language barrier was uh, the reason for the joke mm. and, what he, and he didn't mean to cause offence. Um, but sure. basically, yeah, I mean... Sure, John. <laughs> Okay. Just sure, John the Pope. I did, um, yeah. but, Sorry. Is but that, basically, I'm... yeah, it just shows you, you can literally be the leader of a country and you could be meeting the head of a church and they will still be sexist comments made about um, your role in society. And I would just like to say that this is not going to end until we elect more female politicians. Yeah. That is my personal belief about everything is that society really isn't going to change towards women until we elect more female politicians and we have seen how brilliant Irish women are in the doll and it will only get better if we elect more of them. Well, that's just a perfect note to end on. Thank you so much. <laughs> Aoife Moore from the Irish Examiner. We will talk to you next week. Um, have a lovely week, Aoife. And happy Thanks birthday. Soon. Thank you. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Louise McSharry on 2FM.